0: Davin is
1: in the building. Davin is in the building. <laughs> this is Gio, and welcome to the Weekly Chat. Here I catalog my week and discuss the wins, losses, and challenges as I work towards a creative career. This is episode 40. And This is our very first interview ever with longtime friend and illustrative colleague, Davin Fenton. Oh, my last name. Oh,
0: fantastic. <laughs> I can cut it out. Oh, no, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah? Hey, guys. Um, I'm, I'm finally yeah. on the radio. How you feel it? Oh, fuck. I'm on Snapchat. Oh, my God. I'm on <laughs> Spotify, Mom. All
1: right. While we try to get Davin to realize what of applications he's on, forgive me for some of the background noise you hear in this recording. The space I'm recording is far from professional and... and- Sadly, you can hear the the PC in the back. You can hear a love humming. So forgive me for that for this episode. Devin, what do you do? I don't really know, to be honest. I, I'd say like an illustrator.
0: It's such a wide field. I like to think character artists and stories. I love stories. I love world building. Like it's just so fun. For me, like it you can't really create characters without, you know, knowing where they are kind of thing
1: this is that's something i've never actually asked you before do you imagine where in what world they inhabit while you're crazy oh yeah oh really every every character in my head there's a backstory
0: so so even like little things that i draw randomly while i'm drawing it their whole life plays out (laughs) in my head as well Yeah, yeah. it's like i think it's kind of like cool it's like you know your own little mini anime series playing in in your head that's good.
1: You know, I, I just realized that I never do that, actually. I've never... Like, I literally just go on Pinterest and find a bunch of different items. <laughs> literally, See, this, this is my process, and just bring I, it together. I think the reason
0: why, for me, sometimes, like, on Pinterest, I struggle to find stuff is because... Because I probably already have an idea yeah. of what they should look like, what, what how they how they should be standing. But then I go on Pinterest to try and find something that matches and just makes it way harder. Yeah, so I think where I find poses and stuff that look good and then I'll just combine those and make a story from that instead. That's how it is.
1: You know, something something I've been I've been going through recently and I wondered if you'd come across this. Um, it's like the top the thought process and also the activity. Not just looking from life, but also looking or getting references from art which is something I rarely ever do. But I've been on ArtStation a lot recently, and I've been, like, getting a lot of references from other people's illustrations.
0: Yeah, I do get With me, like... I guess it's because of, like, um, back in high school when we used to do art. We have very, like, strict little things where where our class itself, our teacher would tell us to, to use references. But at the same time, it was almost taboo, which makes no sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was, than, like... Uh, It was like, to be the best, you had to be able to draw and create things from your mind. You know, that's how we thought at the time. And then you know, gets older. Gets like, no, you need references. Yeah. So then that comes in, and then when it comes with the whole copying things, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you don't really want to use somebody else's finished artwork because you feel as though you're copying, or or like you won't learn as much from it because it, the person probably already done most of the hard work in terms that. of from like the shapes and how to make it more 2D. They've already done all the hard work, so you're just you know doing half of the work in a sense so it almost feels cheating in a sense but then the older we get and the more we get into it it's just like nah it's not really cheating it's just a small shortcut so then <laughs> yeah. you know, when I do it I feel a little bit guilty so what, I try
1: not to <laughs> what, what do you think because you mentioned the um like that whole, is that whole idea of being able to draw things from mine. And that, of course, that conflicts with feeling like you copy from other people's work. But what do you think about people like Kim Jong-ji? Oh, yeah, yeah. his He's uh,
0: just amazing. Like, what I want for myself is, when I'm his age, I wouldn't be that good. With him, like, he, I think you've said it so many times. He has decades. His visual library is massive. He's probably... I think, in my opinion, he's probably the biggest visual visual library of anyone. Living like living the moment, it, it's just amazing. It's just next level. So, where how he can do so many complex perspectives, then he can draw it at any point. You know how we would draw and we would pick like so we would start from this area, then move from that. He could just like draw the hand over here and then draw the feet and then the head over that side and then just connect it all together. And it's it's great. It's just like. That's a superpower. This guy's just amazing. I I really hope one day when we get to the, that level. Okay, it's oh he's just he's a god. <laughs>
1: but I mean he has a visual library, so you know he must have done like a lot of references. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuff.
0: Years, decades of like mm-hmm. drawing from drawing from real life and drawing from other art as well, perhaps. You know? So I think there is no rules in the sense of like where to get your inspiration or idea or your references from just make sure if you use somebody else's reference or somebody else's art yeah. you know you kind of like be like yeah. yeah show some respect put some respect on it. because <laughs> i know there are, there are a few like popular um characters in the past or got into trouble because mm. they've used other people's like art and as reference and, and yeah. the, thing, the way how they came off is it is just like, look what I did from oh my, my head yeah, or, yeah. or from my own references. And then this next person has something very similar that's older and it's just like, wait a minute.
1: OK, now you have an idea or an image of who Davin is and how we feel about drawing things straight from our heads, straight from our hearts and how contentious that subject can be. But this episode is quite massive. And as much as we could go into that, I want us to get into the focus and the title of this episode, The Perils of story writing. So let's hear what Davin has to say on that subject. So now we're on world building. Yeah. Davin is a prolific world builder. I like making stuff. So <laughs> there's, something, there's something about one of the worlds you're building that you're not a fan of. Can you explain the world to us?
0: The world I've got, so the idea
1: behind this world, it's almost
0: like a spirituality versus religion kind of thing. Gods and religions became, like, this symbol of power for a lot of, like, different cultures and stuff. They had to more or less adapt it over time. And I wanted to base it around, like, African cultures, like, well, West African cultures, as well as Northern Africa as well. And, yeah, yeah, I just wanted yeah. it to be to be, like, different but the same. So to me, it's was just like, it, okay. it's not Africa. It's something like it. And I had this word that was so cheesy. Afghan. <laughs> Af- Afghan. Because <laughs> I was just like, I can't think of a name. I am going to say. Completely different. Afghan. There we go. This um, multi-nation continent and they all live in peace.
1: He goes on to speak of the absolute enormity of this story that he's building from... Olympic style battle royales, to nation or continental wide wars, to battles over (laughs) his very original name, Afghan, to the story of this main character who's lost, who seems tribeless, godless even, as was one of the working titles. But he comes across an issue in this massive world building. Multiple issues, actually, and I'll, I'll let him go in deeper about. It.
0: My issue with it was, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's what. and then I had this like, I guess, cultural appropriation thing where it's like, I'm making, I'm not African, even though, yeah, my ancestors are African, West African. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know which tribe or you know where exactly in West Africa they're from. Like, we have hints of what it could be but it's more or less lost to us. So for me, it was just like, I guess it almost reflected me trying to like, find that part of my ancestry with the story. I think that kind of ties in with the main character trying to find his ancestry, trying to find where he belongs, you know, as, you know, as a person. But then for me, like a lot of the world building, would revolve around a lot of West African cultures and stuff and just like, I don't know that much about it. I've not really lived and experienced it. Even though I have friends and stuff that have like told me a lot of things, I've done a bit of research and stuff like that. I just think it's not really the same. I think i probably want to move to, my first solution to the issue was to just tone it down quite a lot to make the story about the Caribbean instead. So you can get rid of the African part of it for now, and just focus on it being uh, being, uh, being about the, the Caribbean because Caribbean. There's loads of different like cultures and stuff as well. Loads of like folk tales that we've got, our own African gods, if you may, that that have like still stuck with us. And then the whole Christianity and other religions that were more or less forced upon slaves. I feel like. Yeah, I could just tone it down a bit and do it about that. And then maybe if it's successful, I can do an expansion.
1: The first thing I was going to ask you mainly is that this the story is massive. What's the goal of it? Where do you see it realistically? That was,
0: yeah, that was another thing. One I think of stories, I generally want to find like, what is the main point in a sense?
1: No, I don't even mean where the main point of the story itself. I mean, you're writing a story. Where are you taking like it? Media, are you, okay. you looking to get into a video game? Into
0: so a book? originally, when this started, it was supposed to be um, for a video game, mobile game, and then I thought, okay, it could also be like a, a graphic n- novel as well. So it's like it's still in between those two, where where it could go either way. Because the games I really love, like um, Seven, which in a sense it's basically a full on story. But at the same time it's you know it's still a game where you got the characters that you can change and collect all the different characters so i think like yeah that's kind of how i see it where if both or either one prefer think this week is both eventually do you worry like you're going too far too fast oh hell yeah way too far too fast so just like how i am is like i think of ideas i come up with all these things there's so much to do <laughs> I don't even, I want it to be perfect straight out. A little bit of a perfectionist. So, like, I don't want to start it until I know, like, start it properly, until I know that it will be
1: great, at at least. When, when is starting it properly? Like, at what point is starting it properly? Is it when you've written something down?
0: I think even even after that, because, like, even for, even for written books and Word documents and Photoshop, Mm-hmm. So I've just like wrote down loads of different things. I made like m- m- maps and stuff. And even then, I just don't feel like it's enough. Because I feel like I need to be able to see the overall story play out completely in my head before I before can at least. Start yeah, because I feel like I <laughs> I feel like there are stories here and there where there's like a lot of consistency errors that I want to avoid. Being a perfectionist, I'm just scared I'm gonna do this for a while and then by the time season two comes out and I have no idea what to do, then I start it and then this errors here and then, which I eh, don't
1: mind that much, I guess. Do you worry uh, that aim to have everything planned out
0: will off pre- the bat? Will prevent it from even getting started? I do. I do. That's one of my biggest fears. Worrying too much about making it right that you don't even start it. Being afraid to fail so you don't even try I'm going to try to work so hard in this that it's just never going to actually come true.
1: So knowing how it is Davin feels about making stories and of course the the pressures that we can invoke on ourselves in the process or even before we think the process is ready to be called a process if I'm not confusing myself. After dealing with story writing and world building on his own, I was really curious with how Devon would take on projects with a duo or a group.
0: I've somehow been, been lucky, I guess, to meet a few people that are also, like, really, really into art. They have a desire to make their own, like, story. So they would, like, tell me a little bit and then my brain just shoots off and makes the whole thing. So then this friend had an idea. His idea that he had was just one phrase J- J- justice versus e. that was his <laughs> like, that was the phrase that came to his mind okay. he was just I, like
1: I know like this is about you yeah but that name is dumb I hate the name <laughs> I hate
0: the name I cussed the name for a week <laughs> I tried so hard so I was just like really that's the name you want to go up with and then it, what was funny was that the first week of us talking about it I thought that he had a full story concept <laughs> in his mind the whole time So when first talked about it, he was like, Just Versus Evil. It's basically like a tournament style, you know, Mm. manga. But that was all it was. That's all he had thought about, and I had no idea. So I basically went in, spent a good week coming up with all these different things, like trying to explain why the hell it's called Just Versus Evil.
1: So we we've just jumped from from you being a perfectionist to someone that is way too blessed. Yeah,
0: where we were opposites and we had so so much fights because for me, as someone for me who likes to plan things out perfectly and have everything make sense, that doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. And yeah, it was I'm not gonna lie, I actually had fun. I think just trying to make this thing work was enjoyable in itself.
1: Did that distract completely from your story?
0: Oh, oh, yeah, he did. Um, but I didn't mind because at the time I was like, okay, I can do this and I could do like the, the, the character designs for it and then use those towards my
1: portfolio. Okay, so <laughs> we've gone through the, um, the stress of having to collaborate with someone that isn't into
0: it. Yeah, he wasn't fully... I think one of the other issues was his willingness to actually learn in the craft, in a sense. Every detail that, that you put into the story must have some form of use. You can't just throw in random stuff here and there just because... I remember one time where he wanted to make... He wanted to make a main character's power a joke just because the power was dumb. Okay. Let's just say he was dumb. Oh, okay. I remember okay. what it was exactly, it was dumb. Yeah. And he wanted to have that just because it would be funny in this one scene. Because he told me the power, and he said like, uh, um, "I should ask Geo what Geo thinks of this power." <laughs> okay. So the power is blue.
1: <laughs>
0: blue. Yes. It's blue. blue. So power is what does blue? that mean? He's, I kept saying the <laughs> word sex is, "What do you mean blue?" Just like mean? that's just it. He turned things blue.
1: Why do you? Why do you think you you come in and take over the story? with the assumption that you can do it better? I don't think it's better because to me, I don't think I'm good
0: at storytelling. I think when it comes to me in storytelling, I say too much or I plan too much. So because I plan too much, it kind of makes it, I I don't know. I just don't think I'm that great at being that spontaneous storytelling. I, I I I think I'm great at world building and creating things. When it comes to the actual story itself, I overthink and then I do too much, I think.
1: Okay, so, so that, that's, that's brought up a question in my mind as well. So for you, whenever you're um, world building, because you've done four stories of other people, as of recording this podcast, you have two major stories of your own. So what do you feel like needs to be included when it comes to story writing in the sense of, like, world building? I think for me, it's... I
0: think what I kind of like myself is a point. I mean, kind of like a life lesson in a sense. Okay, some sort of lesson. Yeah, some sort of of lesson, some sort of, like, the reader being able to relate to the the characters as well. That's key. Um, Being able to relate and understand certain things through yourself and through other people. I think that's one key thing that
1: I I definitely want. So is it a specific audience of people you're aiming your stories towards? Is it towards people like you? When I think about my stories, honestly, I don't even
0: think about the audience.
1: Yeah.
0: I just think of it for me. That's the thing. Yeah, that's with me. My stories, I don't know if it sounds bad to say, but yeah, when I write the story, I just think about it for myself. It's kind of my therapy in a sense. Like just me expressing my thoughts, how I feel. Most of the characters that I think of, their personalities, not most, but I feel feel the characters, their personalities are me in a sense. Like, So even this one that's evil and wants to destroy the world, that's one of my personalities. That's some of my my train of thought. At times, so like especially when you hear about certain things that's going on in the world, and you you get that like anger, and I turn that anger into a character. Like when it comes like racism and all of that, I'll have a character that's a villain who wants to just destroy the world because
1: the world doesn't doesn't deserve (laughs) just that. I get that. I never I never realized I never realized that about you actually that you use. I don't know if you do it on purpose or if you're coming to terms with it as well. And you use your arts and your world building as therapy. Because I know art can be used as therapy, but I never thought about it as a world building. As a way to express your emotions and your feelings towards other people and the world. Yeah.
0: Once I realized that I had like, you know, some issues being down now and again, whenever I'm down... I usually just draw how I feel, yeah. and that kind of helps to explain it to myself. Because <laughs> so I feel like most times my brain is just like a fog and I, I can't comprehend or can't fully understand how I feel sometimes. So I just like try, I just draw it out and see what happens. And then when I write certain stories, like if I feel strongly about something, I just write it into a story.
1: The storytelling is important to you. And it's it's definitely something that even helps you cope with life as it is. and it's something you want to do, but what what would you say would you be your next steps like towards your story right? are you gonna set yourself a deadline? Are you gonna do a really short comic? Are you gonna try and move away from perfectionism or like what do you think is the next step after this? I
0: think the next up to this is to let go and be free. So, the perfectionist aspect, I need to loosen up on that a little bit. I want to set a deadline for the the end of the year to have, like, one chapter of one of the stories completed. So, you'll see on my Instagram or somewhere, there's at least, like, a five-page little short book of, like, some black dude doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, I think definitely letting go and start in, set a deadline, and probably some more character designs because I just love to character designs. It's funny. <laughs> really, I think I want to do like a Kickstarter-style, um, like like a PDF of like characters and the stories and like a summary of like what it is. Yeah, that kind of thing. I think I want to do one of those. Then not that be great? No, no, not one to.
1: I am going to do one of those. You will yeah, do. yeah. All right, Devin, this has been a great conversation. Thank it's you. been great. I've just been literally <laughs> lying down, <laughs> looking up at the ceiling and, and at Geo. It feels like a therapy session, more or less. It is, it is. But thank you for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: I'll be back. later.
1: All right, everybody, that was... uh, I was on the longer side of the episode. There is much more content if anyone would like to listen to the full hour 30 conversation. That's going to be unedited, uncut. If anyone's interested, I can upload that at a later date. But thank you for listening. If you listen listened to the whole thing, um, I know it's it's quite a bit, especially for a newer podcast, but I appreciate you taking the time. I wish you all a lovely weekend. Jill's Weekly Chat can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Jill's Weekly Chat. Get in touch if there's any topics you'd like me to cover or people you'd like me to talk to. This podcast is brought to you by me, Gio, and editing and audio production by Anthony Walk.